0: O oh my Lord, open for me my chest, and ease for me my task, and untie the knot from my tongue, that they may understand my speech. Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulilla wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ya jama'een Rabbi shrahli sadarii wa yassirli amarii wa hlulu qudatam min lisaani yafqahu qawli Rabbi Zidna Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa My beautiful sisters, welcome to another episode of the Women of Quran Now podcast. Welcome. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu My beautiful women of Quran now, my beautiful sisters in Islam Welcome to a new episode, this is week 9, Juz 9, episode 9 And we are looking, the ayah that we have selected uh, for this week Is ayah 200 in Surah araf Surah Al-A'raf, um, the 7th surah of the Quran, Ayah two hundred. As always, we are going to begin with the trans um with the recitation. Not the translation. The recitation, inshaAllah. <laughs> And if an evil suggestion comes to you from Shaytan, then seek refuge in Allah. Indeed, He is hearing and knowing. He is hearing and knowing. So today we are going to discuss. The hours and the inshallah, it's the right time to do this. Um, we are very soon going to enter a sacred month. We just need to keep our guard up, bi-iznillah. and we know when we get closer to Ramadan, uh, you know, the attacks. Uh, <laughs> there are no jokes. So let's break it down. So first of all, the verb nazar. <clears throat> You heard it conjugated when it says "yangzaronneka," right? It's conjugated in the present tense, but "nazaro" in the past tense. Um, They're very like if you go to the meaning, and I um, I'm pulling this from two tafsir, so Numan Ali Khan's tafsir, but also uh, you know Ustaza Ta'imiya Zubair tafsir on this ayah, and they both said that it means to be pulled into something. Nazara Alihan uh, well Numan no, Alihan said is to be pulled into something. You know, Ustada Taimiya said it means uh tickling. Like if you tickle someone someone with their fingertips, you know how they immediately move and curl up and you know, so it whatever you do and you you're actually provoking and um causing the other person to go into action right away. Because, you know, if you tickle someone, they could be still, and then as soon as you start tickling them, they start immediately uh, reacting. Um, and so, uh, when the said is to be pulled into something, it actually also means to interfere into someone's affair, to have a negative impact. And uh, it's also um, explained as, you know, to provoke someone to do evil Uh, to take revenge right so all of these things all of these you know are pulling you into action but this is caused by Shaitan. Shaitan is actually pulling he's pulling you into a a negative action he's you know trying to make you react right away in a negative uh manner and he's interfering into your affairs um in a negative manner as well so he wants you to react negatively to a situation and so that is what Nazara implies here. And so in the translation, it said if an evil whisper comes to you from Shaitan, right? But it's really like that's what it is. It, you know, like you, he's pulling you into this, into, into action mode that is not going to benefit you. Then immediately that Fa, Fasta, Fasta'id. Fahir means then, but it's like immediately, immediately, then immediately seek refuge, right? فَاسْتَعِذْ billah. And استعاذة is the noun which means to seek refuge. It, you know, when we say That's actually what it, we're doing. When we say that That statement is called um Right? And that's the act of isti'adha. When we say this, when we say this statement, we're actually seeking refuge in Allah against shaitan. So Allah is ordering us to do that immediately. Fasti'a'idh billah. And then He gives us His attributes. Innahu, He is, indeed He is, verily He is, as samia. So He's samiaun, so He's all here. And alimun, so all knower. So this is an amazing ayah that teaches us a lot of things. Let's look at Tafsir first. So Ibn Kathir, he says that in three instances in the Quran, in Surah Al-A'raf, Al-Mu'minun, and Al-Sajda, Allah encourages lenient treatment of evildoers. For this might deter them from persistence in their evil, insha'Allah. And so he quotes also here the Surah, I think it's Surah um, 41. 41, is it Muminun or is it Fusilat, I think 41 is Fusilat, yeah, it's Fusilat, then verily he between whom and you there was enmity, will become as though he was a close friend, so be lenient towards, you know, the evil doer, because, you know, you never know, he, they could be like you guys who could become uh, close friends, that's what this ayah is, is saying, um, and Allah also encourages seeking refuge with him from the devils of the jinns. I kind of have to go back a little bit. Let me go back a little bit just to give you a little bit of the context of this ayah that I selected for this week. So in 199, um, it's, Allah is um, asking people to um, enjoy what is good and then turn away from the um, from the, uh from the ignorant to forgive others right um really forgive others um because it says right so forgive others turn from the ignorant and join what is good and so that is revealed and this i this surah was revealed in mecca so you know in mecca um it was not easy on the muslims right it was very very hard on them because they were being persecuted and um it was very difficult for them to live their islam right and that's the main reason why they moved to medina so this is at in mecca this is at the time of mecca before Hijrah. and allah is really encouraging um the believers to be lenient towards their um their and, you know the those who are treating them um really badly and to seek refuge instead of going into re- revenge mode you know when you want to just you don't want to forgive and you don't want to do you don't want to be the better person here then in this case you know seek refuge in Allah cuz that's that like that your basically your um your wish to revenge and to attack and to retaliate that is coming from shaitan he is doing that act of nazara he is pulling you into something that is not going to benefit you so you won't be able to fight it back on your own the, the, so immediately seek refuge because that is what we learn that we cannot fight thes matterb boy now we cannot fight shaitan without the help of Allah we can 't there's absolutely no way this is an enemy shaitan is is the enemy that we cannot fight without Allah because we don 't even see him Allah says that you know you the jinns they see you from where you don't you don 't see them so first of all you don 't see them. Second of all, we don't know what is in the hearts of people. Because like, you have two types of shaitan. You have uh, the human shaitan and the jinn shaitan. And so for the human shaitan, you know, somebody can come and smile and, and be there for you. And you're thinking they're your best friend. And you're thinking they're like, you know, really, really cool with you. But as soon as you turn your back, they're just like, you know, really applauding against you in a very... Basically, they hate your guts. But you you could never tell by just the way they're behaving with you, how would you know that? How would you know what they're doing behind you? How would you know who they're talking to and how they're plotting? You can't, because you're not all-knower. You're not with them 24 seven. You don't know what's going on through their mind and what's inside their hearts. Who knows, Allah. And this is what this ayah powerfully ends with, you know, innahu sami'un alim. You know, he hears everything. He's all here and he knows everything. So he knows what's going on. He knows what your enemy is trying to do to you and he hears it and he's also he knows how you feel he knows how it's painful and he knows the effort you're making and when you seek refuge in him when you seek refuge in Allah he hears you right and he accepts that 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 dua that you're making and he will protect you باذن الله. okay so um here it says in um in the Ibn Kathir still he uh, it says Ibn Jarir, when he explained the statement, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَعَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ um, right? And if a whisper comes to you from shaitan, and um, if the devil, he says, if the devil lures you to get angry, thus directing um, you away from forgiving the ignorant and towards punishing him, فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ and seek refuge with Allah. Allah commands here to seek refuge with him from the devil's whispers. Innahu <inaudible> sami'un alim, verily he's all hearer, all knower. Okay. Um, uh, it says here in Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Allah hears the ignorance that the fool subjects you to. You're seeking refuge with him from the devil's whispers and the rest of the speech of his creation. None of it escapes his knowledge. He knows what drives the lures of the devil away from you as well as the rest of what his creatures do. So only Allah, he knows, he knows how to, he, and you know, subhanAllah, sisters, my mother told me this. I remember I have to tell you the story. So I mentioned before, I'm sorry, I have some background noise from neighbors, I think. But I mentioned before that um, that when I was uh, little, there was this little boy that was waiting on me at uh, at recess and he would pull he would grab sand and he would like throw it and sometimes he would get in my eyes and I would cry and I would turn around and I was like I would and he was on my way to go get my my snack so where I would go buy my snack you know he was like blocking me I couldn't go the other way because he would throw sand and I don't know why he singled me out but I was like very non-confrontational I was you know I was like always afraid. And so I would just turn around and, and after a few days, you know, I, I told my dad, I don't, I don't want to come I don't want to go to school. He was a bully, basically the little boy. And my dad asked me why. And so I told him and my dad was like, whenever someone does something to you, you do it back to them. So my dad at the time, he was like, <laughs> he was like my everything. Like my dad could like, he just, he just has to say something, and for me, this is law. This is it. He's my dad was the smartest, the bravest. The and he was like my hero, and I'm sure that's something that does a heroes of the you know. To, I mean, I think that's a common um, belief, like for kids to have. So basically, I I went back the next day. I was so like motivated. I was ready for this boy, and so recess came, and I you know, I was on my way again to get my snack and he was there waiting for me and he started grabbing the scent. And I also, I also, you know, uh, grabbed the scent and I was like, so determined. I said, we're going to do this today. (laughs) And so when he saw me grab the sand, sister, he, he was so shocked. Like he let me go. He did not even bother me. He was so shocked that I could face him and that was my first lesson in how to deal with bullies actually because after that it was like even if if they they were girls bigger than me that were threatening me they're gonna beat me at school and whatever i was like i'll wait for you yeah i'm gonna see it <laughs> then when it's time for us to go and make sure i avoid the whole thing and go home but i will have the biggest mouth the biggest mouth and i will just stand to the bully so um so then that makes them think right are like mm but if you submit to them then halas but anyway that's the tangent so then years later so then i had this habit of constantly revenging if somebody does something to me i would just constantly be um obsessed with i have to revenge and then my mom she brought another angle to that um you know, she's christian well now she's no longer christian but she was christian um most of her life and so I remember um, I forgot what I what we were discussing, and I told her I said, "Mom, you know I'm I'm gonna pay back and stuff." Like my mom was like, "You know what? Just give it to God." She said because you thinking that you're paying back this person, but you do not know what will really pain this person. Like let's say they did A to you, and you're thinking I'm gonna do A back to them, and they're gonna see. But maybe A, that you're going to give back to them is not what's going to pain them. But Allah who created them, she didn't say Allah, but she was like, God, God who created them. He knows what pains them. He knows where their weaknesses are. And so if you give it to him, he will vindicate you in the way that is the most effective, right? So she was like, you trying to revenge is actually not the best, the best course of action. Like, if you really want them to see that what the wrong they did to you is not right, then give it to God. Because God will actually, you know, vindicate you in a way that they will feel what they're supposed to feel, right? So, that actually was amazing to me. It was like, okay, I totally understood her point And then I, I changed, you know, and I was no longer, um, you know, so... Obsessed about revenge. I was like, whenever someone did something to me, I was like, yeah, Allah, you've seen it. I give it to you. This, you know, I leave it with you, because I know you are the just, and you will, you will sort this out. And that's to this day. That's my behavior now. And um, and subhanallah, it's very powerful. It's very, po- it's a very, very powerful. Um, so this reminds me of that. My reflection goes into. You know, this incident in my life, um, you know, the, the two advice I got, one from my dad, one from my mom, and, and this is actually really confirming my mom's advice, because here it says, Allah knows what drives the laws of the devil away from you, as well as what his creatures do. Let me read to you um, briefly what Asadi says, and we're going to wrap up. Um, Asadi says, at any time in, in, and in any situation, um that you, uh, you know, when you when you feel the prompts of the shaitan steering you up, then you feel his whisperings and his discouragement from doing good or encouragement and prompting to do evil. And that's really important because this is one aspect I didn't share with you. Um, Asadi, when he, he explained Nazar as really, you know, not just um, pulling you into like revenge, but it could also be discouragement from doing good. It's all the waswas of the shaitan. Like uh, when I went to speak to the girls' club of the uh, Ikra, Ikra Academy, you know, one a sister was saying to me, one young girl, she said, You know, a lot of the girls here, they're afraid of wearing hijab because they're thinking they, they're going to take it off. I said, No. And I said, That's from shaitan. That's exactly what I said to her. I said, That's from shaitan because, you know, if you want to do something that's pleasing to Allah, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. So you don't go ahead and judge in the future that you're going to do something bad. You 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 can't behave that way. You have to think good of Allah. You have to think good of yourself. You have to have hope. And if, if for instance, you fall, then it happened. Then you, re, you get up again with tawbah and you do it again. But you don't ahead of time stop yourself from doing good because there's a possibility that you will fall. That is completely shaitan. And when I told, I told her that, and I told the whole group that, and I said, if you want to do good for Allah, do it, Bismillah, and do it. Don't let the waswas of the shaitan stop you from doing good. Because if you stop, you don't do it for fear that you will not be able to maintain, you will not be able to do this and that, then who wins? That's exactly what I said, subhanAllah. I said to them, Who wins? Inshallah, I'll try to send this podcast episode to them as well because they have a group on WhatsApp. Inshallah, I'll share it with them. But yeah, who wins if you don't do it? And they all said Shaitan wins. And that's exactly what Asadi said. Asadi says that, that nazara, right? With those waswas of shaitan, that if you feel that, and what what are those waswas? They're like discouragement from doing good or encouragement to do evil. Right? And so what are you supposed to do? Seek refuge with Allah. That is, he means here, he explains that it means turn to Allah and seek protection with Him. For He is all hearing. He hears what you say. He's all knowing. He knows your intention and your weakness and how eager you are to turn to Him. So He will protect you from confusion and from the whispers of the shaitan, subhanAllah. As He says elsewhere, قُلْ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ I seek refuge with the Lord of humankind. Because it is inevitable that one will occasionally be heedless, and the shaitan who is always lying in wait will find an opportunity to exploit. Allah SWT mentions a sign that distinguishes the pious from the heedless. So, in the next ayah after the 200, as Saudi explains, the next ayah, the pious person, if he commits a sin by responding to devilish prompting to do, something that is prohibited. so let's say the believer, he he commits a sin because he responded to the waswas of the shaitan, and he did something haram, or he, he didn't do something that was obligatory, then the pious person, what is going to be his behavior? He's going to remember how shaitan got to him, and he will take note of that weak point. He will remember what Allah has enjoyed upon him, and what he must do of adhering to faith. So he will come back to his senses. Ask Allah to forgive him, and he will make up for his negligence by repenting sincerely and doing many good deeds. Thus, he will will repel the despised Shaitan and spoil everything he has achieved, meaning Shaitan achieved. As for the brothers and allies of the devils, now those who don't believe, you know, they fall into sin. Their devils continue to encourage them into that sin. And time after time without ceasing, the devils never stopped tempting them because they got their hopes up when they saw that they were easily led and they never ceased doing evil, subhanAllah. You know, this again reminds me I really didn't want to make a long <laughs> episode, but it's so much that comes for me out of this. It reminds me again of the uh, when I met the um, the girls' club. There was one um, beautiful young woman there. She was she came to me and she said, "You know, I'm I wear the hijab, and um, I'm trying to lower my gaze. I'm trying to do the best thing, you know, as a as a Muslimah. But every time I come to school, there's this boy that always like you know." Um, greets me by you know touching my hand and all that and I and I greet him too I you know and then I feel so bad and then I I feel so bad and then the next day I come again and I forget again and I greet him the same way and I told her I said the fact that you feel bad is a sign of Iman just like a Saudi says you know the believer when they fall you know they 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 remember how the Shaitan got to them and they take note of that waypoint And they remember what Allah has enjoyed upon them and what they must do, right? So they come back to their senses. They ask Allah to forgive them. And they make up for their negligence by repenting sincerely and by doing more good deeds. So what I told her was, you know what you're going to do? You know, use dua as your weapon. Make dua to Allah. Allah aid me with this. You know, Allah aid me with my hijab. Allah aid me with the way I interact with the opposite sex so that I don't wrong myself. And then when you remember whenever you remember because you forget that's how you, you forget and that's how you end up greeting the guy but when you remember and you see the guy you, you tell him you know what you know i'm a covered woman so please help me like when you see me just greet me from afar and respect my hijab Chalas. you know and so this but these all of these things you get them from lessons from these lessons of the quran you know i and that's my point by doing this this podcast really is to show that there's so many lessons for us to live our life that are coming from the Quran if we just take the time to to reflect upon the meaning. And don't just take the translation. You see me go into tafsir now. These are not my explanations. The Mufasiran, they did the work. You know, they're, they're qualified to do the work. I'm not qualified to do tafsir. I'm just reading from them. But tadabu is something that all of us believers can do. We don't need... To be qualified to do tadabbur, tadabbur is reflecting on the lessons that the mufassirun they brought from the ayat of the Quran. They tell you this is what the ayah mean. So now that you know the meaning, you really know the meaning, not just the translation, but you know the explanation of that, of that mean of that translation. Then what are you gonna do about it? And what does it mean for you in your life? And so, as I mentioned to you, this ayah for me. It's reminding me of the advice of my mother, and may Allah preserve her and preserve her her shahada until she dies. Um, It it reminds me of the fact that I cannot really fight shaitan um, except with the help of Allah, right? It reminds me to seek refuge in Allah. It it reminds me to constantly use azka, du'as. you know, tadabu, being close to the quran to to fight the shaitan because he is going to come with his waswas and he's going to try to lure me into reacting and to you know being um heedless and 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 wronging myself and um you know it reminds me of the talk i gave and um at, at you know at that school and it reminds me of what the some of the questions that the girls ask me and all of these things wallahi, the Quran is a solution, the Azga is a solution. Allah is a solution. May Allah make us um, you know, uh people who remember him much. May Allah make us among the zakirat. May Allah make us among the zakirat. May Allah make us among the zakirat. Because this is really um this is really what is going to help us. This is really what is gonna protect us from Shaitan and from his waswas. Um may Allah do not, you know, may Allah preserve us and 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 guide us away from the lures of the shaitan so that we are always coming up victorious, that we always win um, whenever he plots against us, that we always come out winners. Allahumma salli wa salli nabina Muhammad. Subhanakallahum Allahumma bihamdik. an la ilaha illa ant. Wa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. I will see you inshallah next week. For another Jews, another ayah, other reflections. Be it in the As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Subhana rabbika al-Gizah, amma wa salamun 'ala al-Mursalin, walhamdulillahi Surah